Hello, America, and welcome back to another episode of the Hear Me Tell It, the life and times of Jerry Daniels. When you've had your daily dose of today's craziness, dealing with all them Karens out there, right shotgun with old JD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South during the 60s and 70s. I believe we were called baby boomers. Stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids, and I ain't never told my spouse. But whatever the truth be, it will be this, to hear me tell it. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome to another episode of To Hear Me Tell It. Yeah, it's Wednesday, and I'm running a little late again. Again. Man, I did something uh, last week. Well, let me back up. Thanks to all those who are listening, the whopping 20-plus people. (laughs) Anyway, why I keep doing this is beyond me. My wife said, oh, you need to do a YouTube thing. I don't know. I don't know if you guys want to look at me or not. Excuse me. Um, Yeah, last week I I went off on a different tangent, but uh, thanks to all those who do listen. Um, I'm going to do something this week, and this is kind of like a current event thing. And um, I'm going to go ahead and preference this. So if you are listening, and if the word titties offends you, you just go ahead and turn it off. Because I'm going to mention titties several times in, in this episode. I just like the word. But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat this morning. My wife and I, several weeks ago, was having a conversation, and it was about John Travolta. And then, of course, she immediately went to the movie Grease, because that's what she recognizes him with. And then I brought up Saturday Night Fever. <clears throat> she said, yeah, I've heard of that, but I've never seen it. And I'm going to tell you all right now, man, my wife and I, we're 60, we'll be 62 here shortly, but I was laid back. I thought, you ain't never seen the movie Saturday Night Fever? She said no. So little Miss Laura has lived a flower child sheltered childhood. She ain't lived nothing like me and Bill Amos and Todd Smith and Larry Kurtz and Dwayne Taunton and, and the list goes on. She ain't, she ain't, she ain't, she ain't lived like us at all. I'm talking at all. <clears throat> I don't think her her folks let her wear makeup and stuff until she was, gosh, 17, 18 or something. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So she says she's never seen the movie Saturday Night Fever. So I let it go. And then a couple more weeks went by, and I said, you've really never seen, just, just out of the blue, I said, you never really seen the movie Saturday Night Fever? And she said, no. I said, why don't we watch it? She says, okay. <clears throat> so... We did, and we watched it last night. We found it on uh, Amazon Prime, whatever. It's kind of funny because our kids use our Netflix account, and we use our daughter's Amazon account, or whatever you call it. Uh, Anyway, and as soon as we start watching the movie, the phone rings, and our daughter goes, excuse me, why am I paying $3.99? I said, because we're watching Saturday Night Fever, you're a young lady. And thank you for paying for it. Kind of like went like that. <clears throat> but I told her, and, and I asked my daughter and her husband, I said, have you all ever seen Saturday Night Fever? And she goes, no. I said, well, you just bought it. You might want to watch it. It's comical. Y'all, I'm going to go ahead and preference what I'm going to end with. What in the hell could we have been thinking? Seriously? 1977 is when that movie was released. 
Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta. And that's anybody, that's all anybody remembers that had John Travolta in it. That was it. Nobody remembers all them other people. <clears throat> and Laura and I watched that, and it occurred to me, or it became just blatant, obvious, how bad <laughs> the videography was back then. The movie was freaking terrible. I can't believe that it won awards. And and I've learned a lot because I did some research on it, <clears throat> and I don't know that much about it. But that freaking movie was absolutely, I watched it last night, my wife and I. She looked at me and she says, you're kidding me. I said, no, that was it. The way it ended, she's just like, that's it. I said, that's it. That's that's how it wraps up. She said, Jerry, I said, I know you didn't you have gone through life and you've wasted almost two hours of your life because you'll never get that back. But that right there just proves how bad our culture was declining back then. So in 1977, this movie's released. Now at that age, I was 15 years old. 15 years old is when Saturday Night Fever was released. So I got to thinking later after we laid to bed, and I thought, who in the hell was going to the so-called discotheques in the damn 70s? And the people that were frequenting those discotheques in the 70s, they're now in their 70s. I want to know who the hell was going to places like that, wearing them clothes and dancing like that. You know, was it, was it, uh, was it Alan Smith? Was he going to places like that and dancing? Was Stuart O'Hearn? Was Mike Coker? Whoever else. I don't know how old Mike Coker is. But I want to know who was going to the discotheques <clears throat> in the mid-late 70s and early 80s. I wasn't old enough, so it damn sure wasn't me. <clears throat> Dang it. Excuse me. Anyway, so 1977. Here's a little trivia about the movie. Now, first of all, let me, not first of all, but let me go on and say this. If you're listening to this, this podcast and you have never watched Saturday Night Fever, if you have two hours that you can literally throw away and be amazed at, at, at some bad filming and some bad lines, some bad acting, some, I mean, terrible lighting, just watch Saturday Night Fever. The guy who uh, directed it was named John Badham, B-A-D-H-E-M. John Badham is the guy who directed it. And uh, and, and get this now, John Badham uh, was, he directed many other films, and I looked at him and I recognized a few of them. But John Badham, the director of Saturday Night Fever, he was the son of a two-star general, General Badham, who was famous in Birmingham, Alabama. Evidently, he... His daddy did a lot in Birmingham, Alabama, and was a pilot during two war wars. So that's who John Badham was. I guess he's dead down too. Hell, I don't know. But uh, the film was released in 77, <clears throat> and they released a second version. Did y'all know this? They released a second version of Saturday Night Fever in 1979. It was the cleaner version because the first version, as my wife said, this is filthy. And I've said, yeah, you're right. And it was. <clears throat> now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you all right up front. I like Saturday Night Fever for one reason, one reason only. It showed titties. That was it. And my buddies will agree with me. I didn't care nothing about that damn dancing. <clears throat> we wasn't from Brooklyn. We didn't give a damn. I couldn't even relate to that life. Had no idea what, what that was. 
but I know what titties were. And that, and that was a movie that you could go see. It was rated R, but it showed some. And that was uh, that, that was worth whatever the, the $5 it was to pay to go see the movie back then. So it was released in 77, released again, a cleaner version, didn't have all the profanity and the nudity in it. Oh, and the, the, the topless dancer, I did all this research because I wanted to give her credit. There is absolutely no way I could find out what her name was. She's nowhere to be found anywhere on Google. I Googled who was the who who showed her titties on on uh, Saturday Night Fever. Who was the topless dancer? Who was the nude dancer? So anyway, I couldn't find her name anywhere. Nowhere. I guess maybe she was just she just did it. Was ashamed of it. I don't know. Maybe her parents got on her. But the movie the movie's about a a, a discotheque, and it was called the Two Thousand One Odyssey in Brooklyn, and the movie was based on supposedly a true story, which wasn't a true story at all. It was an article written by a journalist, and it was called The Tribal Nights of Saturday Night. And it was about uh, some some journalist or whatever you call them wanted to find out about this life. And he went downtown uh, to where the 2001 Odyssey was, <clears throat> and he saw some drunk people fighting outside, and somebody threw up on his shoes. And he made up this story. So he wrote an article that was supposed to be non-fictional, but the freaking thing was fictional, and then they based a, a damn book on it, and then they realized, I mean, not a book, but a movie on it. They based a movie, Saturday Night Fever, on tribal nights or Saturday night. Tribals, tribal wars, tribal, tribal dance or some shit. Anyway, and it, it was all a lie. None of that shit was true. Imagine that, even back then. And oh, and get this, because and 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 we people associate Saturday Night Fever with two things: one, John Travolta; two, the Bee Gees. Yep, the Bee Gees, who I thought was from Australia, they're from freaking England, but the Bee Gees really were nowhere in the forefront of this of this thing, and they were brought in later. And so all that dancing that John Travolta was doing, he wasn't even dancing. To the Bee Gees, he was dancing to some other folks and songs, and then they got the Bee Gees and said, "Hey, can y'all do a soundtrack and make the movie better?" And I'm told, and the way I understand it, is the Bee Gees wrote all them damn songs for the damn soundtrack in one weekend. You believe that shit, man? Here's some more trivia. Here's some more trivia. <clears throat> John Travolta in the movie Saturday Night Fever. Now, in the first part, you know, you know, it talks about staying alive. Dun, 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 staying alive, staying alive. I had never seen a film that spent so much time focusing and filming on somebody's damn shoes walking down a sidewalk. They do that numerous times throughout the movie. And my wife and I started laughing. Well, that's the stupidest shit we ever seen. Why do they keep doing that? Why do they keep showing their feet? Like at one scene, him and that other girl walking down the street, but we got to look at their feet. Got to look at their damn feet and their shoes. They wore them platform shoes, but that was stupid. We, we saw that. And then there, there's that dance scene where him and that girl are in that studio dancing, and he they're, they're twirling or swinging around in a circle, and, and somebody must have had a, chair, a, a camera mounted to their chest, and they swing it around and around in a circle with her, and she's looking all stupid. The movie was terrible. But we went to see it. I think I went to see it more than once. Because, again, I just want to see them titties. But how many people went to see Saturday Night Fever and thought it was a good movie? Well, back then, I guess I thought, I don't know. I don't think it was a good movie. All I know is I went to see it because I wanted to see that girl's titties. That was it. 
So here's some other trivia. So in the first part of the movie, you know, Danny, whatever his name is, is is walking down the street and he's dressed like a freaking idiot with his high britches and the bell bottoms and the shoes. The, the, the shirt said if you got a cigarette within five feet of it, they'd burst into flames. And the hair, it was all about the hair. Remember so many times he got him mad because his dad hid his hair at the at the kitchen table. He's just, a, you know, an, an Italian-American, which they don't even call him that. They used to back then. It's like saying an African-American. They were a, 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 an American-Italian or Italian-American, whichever it is. But he lived at home <clears throat> with his mom and daddy and his grandmama and his sister, and his daddy was a priest. So, or was for a while anyway. But in the first part of the movie, he's doing that, you know, they do the introduction and he's walking down the sidewalk and he, you know, he's, he's proven that he's just, you know, he's a dude. <clears throat> he's got to look at her, all the girls' ass and their boobs and he's trying to hit on them and they blow him off because he looks like an idiot. But he goes to a, he stops by this like this little pizza place and he grabs him a slice of pizza. The girl in the pizza shop, that's actually really John Travolta's sister. Her name's Ann, Ann Travolta. <clears throat> that's his sister. <clears throat> and then, you know, and then it gets into the movie, and we all know where he works. He works in a damn, uh, like a little hardware store that's a paint shop, and he, he's going nowhere, and that's, that's part of the movie. I don't get into movies like, oh, what were they thinking? What's the movie trying to, what's the message about the movie? I don't care. I didn't care then. I don't care now. But obviously he realized he's just, you know, where's he going? He ain't going nowhere. He lives in freaking Brooklyn, you know, and how do you get the hell out of Brooklyn? Yeah, uh, you get on a damn bus or you hitchhike or you get in a car and you get the hell out of Brooklyn. <clears throat> Why would anybody ever want to stay in Brooklyn? Why would anybody want to stay in New York City today, especially? Who the hell would want to stay in New York City? They and Because and, and, if you got a job, you ain't doing nothing but funding the corruption and the liberals, the Democrats, and all their crime raid. <clears throat> But Danny realizes he ain't going to get out of Brooklyn, and he damn sure ain't going to go nowhere. Because remember, when he, he gets fired at the paint store, but then he feels bad, and he goes back, and the old boy gives him his job back. <clears throat> and then he points at these two people and says, Oh, Danny, you got a career here. You look at you look at uh, Philip. Philip's been here 18 years. 18 years, he's a good boy. You look at so-and-so. He looks at them two old farts, and he's thinking, Damn, that's it? That's where my future lies? I'm going to be here wearing that stupid-ass jacket? selling paint to people in a paint store in Brooklyn, New York. That's kind of how the whole movies are. He, 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 he's, he's, and then he asked that girl, that, that, that pretty girl or whatever her name was, the girl that had some sort of class. <clears throat> he asked her, Did you, do you think I'm intelligent? And she couldn't even answer him. <laughs> kind of, maybe. Uh, no, the boy was dumb as rocks, and, and he thought that uh, dancing and, and his hair was going to get him out of Brooklyn. The movie's a flop. It was terrible. How in the world that movie was a success was beyond me. It just shows how damn bad our culture were, was. But anyway, so in the movie, in the in the first part of the movie where he's working in the paint store, he's he's you know trying to get out of there to 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 go get with his buddies and do the shit they do. But he's he's having to sell this old lady some paint. That's John Travolta's mama. So in the in the first twenty or thirty minutes of the movie, you actually see John Travolta's real sister Anne, and I don't know what his damn mama is. Or Miss Travolta, but the the old lady that's trying to buy some paint in the paint store, that's his damn mama. Y'all know that? I didn't know that. Oh, and get this. Here's another piece of trivia. In the movie, because what's the, what are the most two famous movies we know, I already told y'all this, John Travolta for is Saturday Night Fever and Grease. <clears throat> and we all know 
we all know, man, Grease was the hit, boy. Uh, me and Jody Pennington went to see Grease like nine times because she loved it. But Olivia Newton-John <clears throat> and John Travolta in the movie Grease. Would y'all remember in the in the scene, uh, you know, the old girl, the uh, beauty shop, uh, what was it, beauty, beauty, beauty school dropout, <clears throat> that girl in there, all them waitresses in the movie. And then there's a scene in the movie of Grease where the waitresses are all gathered around the TV and they're actually pointing and they can see Sandy and Danny on the TV. And that girl goes, oh, look, there's Sandy and Danny. That's John Travolta's other sister named Ellen. So John Travolta had his sister and mama in Greece, and his sister uh, Ellen was in the movie. I'm sorry, his, he had his sister Anne and his mama were in Saturday Night Fever, and he had his other sister Ellen was, was the waitress who played a little bit of a role, had some lines, had a line in the movie uh, Greece. So anyway, <clears throat> all right, here's another piece of trivia. Here's another piece of trivia. In the movie Saturday Night Fever, <clears throat> that old girl that just wants to bang him and, and she tries to have sex with him in the backseat of the car and he's asking her, are you, are you, are you, I don't know what he called it, are you fixed, are you rigged, you know, whatever. He's wanting to know if she's got a, <laughs> he's got a diaphragm or on the pill or he's asking her if she's got a, he don't even know what it, uh, it was, an IED or IUD or whatever you call it, one of them thingamajiggers. And she's like, no, no, no. And then she goes, oh, I love you. Well, she's trying to get, she's trying to get pregnant. <clears throat> and then he just jumps off over and tells her to do something else. And, and but the movie was terrible. It was terrible. That guy, whatever his name, John Batum, man, dude, you suck as a director. I'm serious as a dead cow. And I ain't, and, and it's easy for me to say because I ain't never directed anything. But, but this movie was terrible. You know, it was terrible. But anyway, that girl, her name, her I don't know her her real name, but her name was Annette in the movie. You know, he treated her like trash. He didn't want nothing to do with her. He'd have sex with her. And then he'd get jealous if she had sex with somebody else. And she screwed that dude in the backseat of the car on the bridge that night and cried and because she was banging him to make him jealous, and it didn't work. Remember, she comes back, and she's got condoms, and she still don't understand it. <clears throat> but did you notice this? Did you notice this? And, and I can't believe this. So in, in 1977, the 2001 Odyssey Discotheque was a, had an adjacent – join i guess you could walk from one to the other but the titty bar was attached to it so who the hell has a discotheque with a strip club all under one roof and attached to each other only in brooklyn i guess hell i don't know but uh yeah you could walk in the door and see see titties but then you could go next door and then act like you were civilized and dance uh to the bgs and shit who knows while the djs smoke dope so uh but in in the scene where the boobs are being shown. I said boobs. I mean, maybe I didn't wear out the word titties. But in the scene where that girl is dancing, and I'm going to be honest with y'all, the best damn dancer in the whole movie was the topless chick, whose name I can't freaking find out who she was. It don't matter, but I couldn't find out who she was. So she's got the best dance moves of all of them. Hell, Danny, John Travolta should have picked her to dance with. And then when they would have shown up, really one. <clears throat> But the girl, Annette, who wants Danny so bad, she's sitting there watching this topless dancer and watching the guys gawk over her. And she's got some nice-looking, you know, knockers on her, but they ain't huge. And then she looks down at her own chest and smiles as if to say, I've got a set. Mine are bigger than hers, nicer than hers. They real. And maybe I'll get Danny with these because he's looking at those. I think that's some of that where that come from. Hell, I don't know. Maybe I'm, 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 I'm titty-analyzing it too much. Who knows? 
But all I know is that girl that was dancing, showing her boobies. I've said three words now. But anyway, showing her boobies, she was fine, man. That girl was fine. And Laura, sitting there watching it, goes, oh, my God. She throws her hands up in the air. They had to show it. Why do they have to show that? I said, because men love it, baby. That's all I can tell you. And, and, and obviously, the, the, the director, John Badham, thought they needed to be in there, too. But uh, John Travolta calls her Teddy at, at some point in that movie. It's quick, but you got to catch it. He calls her Teddy. <clears throat> so that's all I know about that. But here's, here's another part. Do y'all recall a, a part in the movie, and it's when John Travolta takes his brother, who's throwed his collar off, and he's out of the priesthood. They go to the discotheque, and everybody like, you know, oh, Danny, Danny. He's like a freaking hero in there. And, 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 and he ain't got two nickels to rub together. And he lives at home with his mom and daddy, and he's an adult. And he ain't going nowhere. And he realizes he ain't going nowhere. But anyway, <clears throat> they're at the discotheque, and they sit at the table, and his friends, and they're still pissed off about their buddy who got his ass whipped by the supposedly barracudas that we learn later in the movie that wasn't really the barracudas that whooped his ass. And they went and, and drove the car through the front window and whipped the ass of the barracudas and and then they went to the hospital and realized that they got lied to and all that. It was this whole, this whole movie's stupid. But during that scene, they're sitting at the table at discotheque, and his and his brother's there, <clears throat> whatever his name is. And his brother's just kind of like in shock. And this one kid uh, keeps calling him father, and he keeps saying, you know, it's 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 Frankie or something. Anyway, but a chick walks up to John Travolta, and y'all excuse my language. I'm just quoting the movie. Okay, I'm just quoting the movie, and it was, it, again, it was a terrible movie. But uh, this chick walks up, and she's fine, man. And and she walks up to John Travolta, and she says, do you fuck as good as you dance? <laughs> Laura liked to die. And I'm so glad I never watched this movie with my children when they were young. I'd be embarrassed to watch this movie now with my children, and they're freaking full-grown adults with their own kids and stuff. But she walks up, and she asks him that. And um, guess who that was? I think her name in the movie was Colleen or some shit like that. But it doesn't matter. That girl <clears throat> that walks up and says that trash mouth crap to John Travolta is the none other than Fran Drescher. Yes, she's that fine woman that played in that sitcom. She was the lead character in the sitcom, The Nanny. She had that heavy <laughs> New York accent, you know. That's her. That's the same damn girl. I kid you not. Oh, and, and get this. I forgot. I was talking about the remember the short little girl with the big boobs who wanted John Travolta so bad that she'd do anything to get in, his, get in his pants or get his thing in her. That girl, her name, her character was Annette. She was a, uh, I think she worked at a grocery store or some shit, but she was going to acting school. She'd been going to acting school for two years, and she was having to learn to drop her heavy Brooklyn, New York accent. And then when she got a shot at this role, she didn't get immediately selected. But the director told her, you need to freaking get your New York accent back. So you need to go home, live with your parents for a while, and hang out a little bit and get your damn New York accent back, and maybe we'll select you. And she did. And she did. And she had never been to a discotheque until this damn movie. So anyway, you know, that's it. I mean, I'm rambling on here for 20-something minutes. I just want to share with y'all that why I do not know other than my wife confessed that she had never seen the movie Saturday Night Fever. So all the listeners, all 20-something of you that are listening, I ask y'all, did y'all see the movie Saturday Night Fever? Yes or no? Did you see it more than once? Yes or no? 
And if you a man, did you go see it? Or am I the only one? Did you think, wow, I'm going to go see the movie Saturday Night Fever after you heard that, ooh, it's got a little bit of some titty shot in there and you might want to go see it? I don't know. I was 15. There was, there was a few things on my mind when I was 15, and titties was one of them. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm pure D. There's no doubt who I am, no doubt whatsoever. So, all right, that's all I got. Next week, I'm going to talk about something. Next week, I'm going to preference this now. So I, I figured I, my wife said, well, you should tell people at the end of your podcast what you're going to talk about next week. Well, I didn't want to do that because then that means I'm committed. And sometimes I just don't feel like doing that thing at that time. But I'm going to tell you all what I'm going to talk about next week. So I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to talk about what I believe is a serious, serious mental illness plaguing this U.S. nation, plaguing it, actually parts of Europe too. We have a serious spread. It's a pandemic of mental illness that's spreading across America. And guess what? It's sanctioned. It's endorsed. It's promoted. But it is freaking a mental illness, and we're going to talk about that next week. All right, that's all I got. All right, America, better days are ahead of us. I believe that. God is good. If he saved damn uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah for for one, he'll save us for all of us. That's it. I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Don't forget, if you've never watched Saturday Night Fever, don't. Bicycle. Bicycle.